only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i am officer kevin turning down the volume i am officer grant boy am i glad that my left headphone is in to block off most of that sound how you doing uh, pretty good. Just <laughs> shine a little dot on my head. If you guys want to see this at home, this is pretty incredible oh, stuff. Amazing. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com. Just go ahead and uh, type thought cops in the search bar. It's the same episode. If you listen to it, but on the video version, you can see me uh, put a little laser dot all over my face. It's incredible. Yeah. How you doing, Grant? I'm good. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Let's get to the part with the guest part. Well, let's thank the guest from last week. Adam Gilbert. Let's do that. I love putting down the mic to clap into the mic. This week on on Thought Cops. This week on Thought Cops, we have Anders Lee. How you doing, Anders? Hey, Anders Lee here. Good to be with you. How is it? And also with you. (laughs) Of course. How's it over there in uh, Neo, New York? I am little update to the uh, Poddam America Extended Universe. I'm actually now living in Washington, D.C. What? Never mind. Um, wow. <laughs> that's all right. Neo, D.C. Well, you know what? Maybe Neo, New York is actually was D.C. And New York just expanded all the way down the eastern seaboard and swallowed up D.C., Philly, Baltimore. That could happen. That sounds like what's going to happen, you know, just like a cyberpunk Hell, like the entire East this, Coast became this, the slums of New York City. The sprawl. Yeah. You know, New York was at one point the capital before we had a capital. You know what I call East Coast? Right. Skid Row. The whole thing's New York City now. But Anders, we have we're running out the whole uh, the whole trio basically. We've had Jake Flores on this show. We've had Alex Patak on this show. And I'm sitting here okay. thinking, where the heck is Anders Lee? And here I am looking I'm at him. I'm always the last one. On That always happens that way. For uh-huh. whatever reason. You, you feel like you're the last one, like, picked for dodgeball? Uh, yeah, in a way, yes. Picked up for other podcasts. Well, mm. that's not totally true. It's usually true. But I, I don't... I'm not offended. I shouldn't have said that. I got things off to a weird start. <laughs> Anders, if I ever start another podcast, I'll be sure to invite you first. <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty busy with this one right now. But if if I had another one... I would invite you first. All right. I'll hold you to it. So you being a a fellow podcaster, 
Uh, you didn't let the you didn't let the whole pandemic slow you down. You guys kept at it. You kept cracking at that that um microphone and uh what other stuff can I mention? Microphone account. I got a Zoom account. Zoom. Okay. I started one uh because the other guys were I no one was sending the room, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a Zoom account and shelled out too much money. But you have to pay for Zoom one. accounts. If you want a good one, or if you want the ability to start and continue meetings, that huh. last if, one. If you want minutes. it to function and work properly, it sounds like you got a guy. Yeah. You gotta you gotta put down some cold hard cash. That's right. I wonder if we should get a Zoom account. No, I don't want to do that. I want to. We're we're getting along well, just fine. Make things probably make things easier. I mean, I do prefer ultimately podcasting in the same room as people, but sure, the other sure. guys, we've kind of adapted to since i moved we've adapted to to using zoom so it is a nice uh innovation to have i'm sorry this is the most probably the most boring content to anyone who's not a podcast <laughs> that's that's too too bad for them let's talk about uh, uh <laughs> anders what do you what do you like to set your um noise gate to before recording seven seven okay you know Classic i don't even number. know what that is but you know we like to we like to set ours a little bit lower because I, I come in pretty hot at the beginning kind of loud um you know, it kind of feeds back if you don't do that. Anyway, um, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff, Grant. Let's talk about some other stuff. So, Anders, uh, how how long have you been a part of the the pod damn circle? Because I remember um, before there was like a sort of a merger with a couple podcasts. With that, right? There was like the the left jest and the pod damn people sort of came yes. together. Wow, I'm shocked that you are even aware of Left Jest. That's a deep I, cut. I, I uh, feel like Alex Patak and I. I feel like y'all ended around the same time that we started Thought Cops. I feel like that's probably true. That's okay. The the timelines sort yeah. of line up in that regard. Yeah, basically. So we uh, started as an online radio show. In 2016, Left Chest, um, me and a friend of mine, it, it was a a uh, this online radio station called KPIS, which is still a really cool place. But they they had uh, an alley. They had like a a um, it was an alley with like a basically a garage uh, or like a series of little like rooms in an in an alley in Bushwick, and one of them was an online radio station, and that's where we started doing Left Chest. And uh, then eventually we moved it over to podcast format uh, to try and pick up more listeners. And that didn't work too well. Um, and then eventually we were absorbed by Mr. Jake Flores, who was, you know, trying to um, do Pod Damn America mostly by himself. And he needed a couple new hands. So it was me, uh, Alex Patak and the late Raghav Mehta who, who joined up with him in like late mm -hmm. 2017, early 2018. I am curious. You you mentioned online radio show. What exactly is the differentiation between an online radio show and a podcast? Well, I guess the only one is that the online radio show uh, stays online. It doesn't go on a podcast feed. So that was okay. one of the issues. We couldn't really, da and, you know, that does work for like music and stuff. Um, like there were a lot of cool shows on there. People would just like post like do DJ stuff that, you know, add in a little comment here and there and play their old, old tunes. Sure. Um, but it's a little more difficult for like a, you know, an interview news content comedy show. So, um, 
we wanted to make sure people had a downloadable item. Uh, so we had to switch over to podcasting. You, you got it. You uh, got it, man. I mean, you say the word radio in front of a Zoomer, they they turn tail and start screaming. They're scared of that stuff. That's that's antiquated. <laughs> right. right. It is like a, scary to explain to young people. In general. I remember when first hearing about because my dad worked in radio and hearing about there's amplitudinous modulation and there's waves like there's literally right there in uh, I'm trying to remember CPR, whatever Chicago's radio station is. Uh, there are radio waves in the room with you and with me too, just like floating around and going through my skin and stuff. Like that's a lot to process, <laughs> right? That's why and, Alex um, Jones has gone crazy. Sorry, he hears them. He hears what's going on. Well, it sounds like it made you a better a better broadcaster. You were born in it, basically. You you come from a lineage of yeah. broadcasters. You you were in you, you physically had the radio waves. Like you're sort of like a, an incredible Hulk we of mere, podcasting. We merely adopted mm. the podcast, whereas you were molded into it by. I mean, for me, for me personally, nobody cared who I was until I picked up the mic. Yeah, that, I would say that's also true of me. I mean, I uh, <laughs> my. Father, uh, I actually, this is the reason I started to hate NPR. I have a vendetta against them for political reasons, but also because they uh, kicked them to the curb very um, ungraciously in the early 2000s. He got laid off several times mm. in public uh. radio. So that was my uh, radical. My, yeah. So basically, that set a uh, seed in me to get back at public radio. And that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, I feel like pod damn America. It's like everybody, at least at this point, knows the name. People people know the branding and stuff like that. And you're also involved in um, sort of like, do you do like writing and bits and stuff for Redacted Tonight? In addition to that, I was sort of reading a little bit about that, but I'm unfamiliar with what exactly Redacted Tonight is other than a YouTube channel. Yes. That is, it is a television show on the RT America Network, oh. which is, um, I'll bite the bullet, funded by the Russian government. <laughs> That's who pays my bills. Uh, Russian state media. It's a, it's sort of like a more lefty daily show. So I do segments for them. Um, that's kind of my day job. And uh, I do cool. media as well. Yep. It's a cooler day job Side than our day both. jobs. Shit. Yeah. What are your day jobs? I work on my office addresses. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, we do just uh, the the jobs that other people don't want to yeah. do. The, the dirty jobs, you know. Okay. Mike yeah. Rowe. Ex exactly. Uh, yeah, like I him have too, a, we I also have, have a... bad politics. <laughs> yes, I, I'm familiar with uh, those kind of jobs. I There was a long stretch of time where I was trying to hack it as a podcaster and comedian uh, while while also serving people guacamole and delivering food and bottling whiskey and all that shit. So. Hey, I got to do what you got to do. But I mean, it seems like you've done pretty well for yourself. I think so. You played the Edinburgh <laughs> Festival, right? Yes, I've, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, A couple of times. Uh, I wonder because I think I might have been in Edinburgh around the same time. Oh, that's right. As you like in 2019. Oh. Yeah, I was there. That's crazy. Hell yeah. Um, I I was there for one night right at like the beginning of it and then I flew out. Okay. But um, I mean, what's that's there's so many like big names overseas, maybe not some people that have yeah. sort of trickled in over here. But I mean, some of my favorite comedians have like played that festival. I mean, that's got to be crazy to be a part of that, right? 
Yeah, there are a lot of big names and there are a lot of small names, uh, such as mine. It's uh, <laughs> so many performers. I mean, COVID has kind of changed everything and I don't really know what it's like now. I think they, they did try to do it again in person in 2021, but right. it's it's uh, mayhem, basically. It's like hundreds of shows going on at the same time and you have to scramble to get audiences. And I've had, yeah, the worst... The worst year was the first year. It was absolutely dreadful. And then I came back and had a great year and then capped it off in 2019 with a mediocre year. So it's, uh, it runs the gamut. Um, it's, uh, I would say it's, it's worth doing it's, to get a, if you're a comic and you want to do an hour, that's a great way to like throw yourself into it. Cool. Do an hour every day for an entire month, right? Right. You will go insane. Absolutely. Especially, and don't do what I did, which is invite uh, the Italian anarchist you're dating to come stay with you in the living room you're sleeping in uh, for a month. That was pretty bad, but um, duly noted experience. You know, yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, I, I, re- I remember a lot of the uh, a lot of the hostels were just like, yeah, I'm a I'm a professional juggler just trying to make it. Just like you're try- <laughs> trying to make it as a professional juggler by just doing this festival. It's like there's a ton of crazy shit out there. A lot of like really fucking interesting stuff though too. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. And all kinds of shows. There's I didn't see a ton of dance when I was there, but there's dance and there's theater. Um saw a few great plays and comedy. Uh and it's all kinds of comedy. There is stand up, but mm-hmm. it is kind of known as the solo show festival. And there's yeah. a lot of that. And that is that's ultimately what I ended up doing. i I went the first time and tried to just do an hour of stand up. Um, and I, you know, you need a theme of some kind. So I, then I came back with a theme and uh, had a better experience. But um, there's really everything. Yeah. People, people think of like, because of Edinburgh, they think, oh, the rest of Europe and especially the UK, it's all a bunch of like, you know, uh, whiny solo show, one man show stuff. And, and there is that, but there's also just regular stand up. Um, right. That's, you know, just as good as it is here. I mean, I always associate it with like Eddie Izzard and like James A. Caster and like some of my like all time favorite comedians have like come out of doing shows yeah. there and shit. So, yeah, I think Eddie Izzard, if I mean, maybe he also had a show, but uh, that and he would do this in addition to it to get audience, but he would just like go out on the sidewalk and talk. Yeah. And just yeah. like riff. And we got to try that out. Developed. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> I remember, uh, cause I can't. I think he had like a Netflix documentary a couple years ago and it was like Believe or something like that. And he was talking about his whole experience and he would do like, he would, he just, he taught himself how to ride like a giant unicycle and then juggle and then do just like his act, just do jokes. We got to do that. And then be like, oh, and also come to my show. And it just like, it fucking worked for him. You see, that's how we got to get listeners. We got to learn how to ride a unicycle. That's maybe that'll, that'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone should ride one. You, you got to try it at least once. Unis? I'm I'm not I'm not a unit rider myself, I, not I yet, no. Cycle, but that's kind of baby stuff, isn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. people are impressed by jugglers and unicyclers and I do them both the other way around. Like I do a unicycle but with two wheels, I juggle with one ball and <laughs> don't get the credit I deserve for that. Innovation. I would agree. Yeah, kind of simplifying what was 
maybe some would call a uh, very complicated process, you know, like juggling. I'm exactly. not supposed to, all these balls are flying around in the air. I'm, 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 I can't keep track of that kind of crap. Throw, throw one around, right. what, do a good job throwing one around. You got my attention. Right. Speaking of, one speaking of, harder than you think. One ball is harder than you think. That's what I always say. Yeah, that's what uh, Lance Armstrong. No, the, the dragon, the dragon trainer. And oh, I thought you were going yeah. for a uh, no, because he'd yeah. always have six Pokemon and it's like one ball, you know, didn't Lance Armstrong have oh. testicular cancer? Was it? Yeah, she had one ball too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Oh, I, I, I forgot my rubber yellow bracelet at home that I wore every day <laughs> since 2004. Uh, anyway, uh, we got some new stuff online on our end. If you want to, like I said, hit us up on YouTube, uh, youtube.com, search for Thought Cops. We got a new episode of Reeducationing Out where I Grant forgot, yeah. Grant goes into great detail about the uh, the uh, movement known as NoFap. So if you'd like to know about NoFap... Um, it's the drunkest I've ever been. I, I, could, I could agree with that. Yeah, I, I do feel like... I've moved. I've started working on a new reeducationing, and I've moved a little bit okay. beyond the whole. The whole. I feel like each one I would get a little more drunk, and I feel like that one sort of tipped the top of the top that I needed to be tipped. The tippy top. And everything past this now, I'm going full. I'm going full bread tube, baby. It's wow. going to be serious <laughs> topics from now on. Wow. I got set design. I got costumes. It's going to be it's going to be great. But yeah, re-educationing on YouTube. Uh, check it out. No fap. And you can also check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thought cops. We're streaming again, baby. Uh, like I said before, no set schedule, but we're on there when we feel like it. So uh, subscribe to us. Uh, hit the notification icon and you won't miss a beat. But without further ado, let's get on to a very famous, very favorite segment of the show called Two Minutes of Hate. We like to blanket punish all that annoying random crap that we see on our phones and our computers every single day of the week. Folks, my two minutes of hate this week is uh, being distracted by how addicting the internet is, you know? Whoa. You guys ever, uh, I know, uh, Andrews, you said you lived in New York for a while. How's, how's the public transit system down in D.C.? Is it any good? Yeah, I actually took it today, and it's um, it runs better than New York, although good and bad thing. It is, uh, they have these, they make you do your card on the way in and the way out. Oh, that's, so that's stupid. I think, excessive. Oh, yeah. It is. However, it's very easy to just stand behind somebody and whoop. And sneak out because of the the things that the separators sure, sure. stay, you know, on the side for a long time. So you can, as long as you stand be- behind somebody, then you can do it for free. You got a big, uh, nice big grace period. So I'm talking, you know, uh, we, we got the CTA here in Chicago, the uh, Chicago Transit Authority. I believe that's what. Oh, is this why you were late? You were distracted. By I was the on my phone. <laughs> I was already I was already running kind of late and uh, I was on my phone. And this has never happened before. I'm already running late for the episode. I'm like, oh, man, I, I can't believe this is happening. I'm making Anders wait. I'm making Grant wait. And I'm on my phone. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I thought I, you were just doing a power move. No. <laughs> this has never happened. Time. Like the one time I've been okay. like running late, I'm like on my phone. And I'm like, I realized I missed my stop. 
So then I, I got off like a stop or two after and I had to like power walk back here to get here because I was I was on my phone the whole time. I was uh I was watching all my favorite uh Nico Avocado God damn it. videos on YouTube. No, I, I'm not it. I I uh you know kind of seeing what's going on with him. I guess he's disabled now or whatever. He's eating eating a bunch of ch- uh, fried chicken or something and now that's Fuck. that's his whole kind of that's his kind of whole thing so i'm I'm just on my phone scrolling 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 and i'm like oh shit Why i guess you uh, were late for an episode of this very important show because you were watching nico cavo avocado yes that is correct dude i'm so fucking angry but here we are you know we made it work. I made it work. I got here. I sat down on the couch and I said, let's go, baby. I'm ready. You know what I like about, uh, you know, Anders, the, what I like about the the DC Metro, uh, the underground mm. is the uh, the big tunnel. You go in the big tunnel. It's just a big fucking tunnel. It just goes all the way down. It just it's yep, the vertical it's tunnel. limitless. Right. That tunnel never ends. Such a. I live right by that, actually. It's an insanely long or uh, tall escalator. Huge. It takes, yeah. If you were to walk it, if it was just stairs and if it shut down or something, that it would take days. No one's ever done it. People have died trying. <laughs> a worthy endeavor, I suppose. <clears throat> but speaking of worthy endeavors, being late for the bit. How about that? Isn't that great? Isn't that funny? How about that dedication, folks? <laughs> Um. Anyway, my punishment is, I guess, uh, I don't get reception on the train home tonight because I was uh, running late and I made myself uh, miss my stop. And I'm punished because I was too addicted to my phone and I missed my stop. So then now when I go underground on my way home tonight, I don't get to look at my phone because I won't get reception. I can't. I won't be able to see anything. All I'll be able to focus on is the uh, my my fellow Chicago cit- citizens blasting cigarettes inside the train car. Why that's gotten like more prominent since COVID? It has, it's gotten yeah, really it bad. Has. Every single fucking train car I'm ever in is just like eight people have been chain smoking in it. Ah, world's going to hell. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, well, Anders, what's your two minutes of hate, my man? What do you got? Anything, anything bothering you? You want to get off your chest? Oh, there's so much on computer that uh, makes me mad. The one upsmanship or the one up personship on on my corner of Twitter. Uh, but one thing that, and I'm going to be provocative here, and this will, uh, I think, like, maybe be good for for you guys. Yeah, hey, I'm ready to. I'm ready to be provoked myself. So let me have it. Okay. What really annoys me, uh, and I've started to try and be amu- more amused by it than irritated, but um, autism self diagnoses mm. on Twitter. Are very annoying. Uh, any any kind okay. of self diagnosis is like a like you know everybody's a fucking expert. And then it's like if somebody right if you could, if you call somebody out for that, it's like well how dare you no, 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 you know and it's like yeah I I get there's exactly. barriers that there's barriers to entry for getting the you know all the insurance Medicaid you know uh, to get you know see right. a, a qualified professional who can diagnose you. Um, right. But I'll let you continue because I've got a lot to say on this myself. Well, no, I mean I think that's the. Anybody like it's in very ill defined thing. And that's this is I've, you know, gone off about this many a time. Uh, I am uh, technically I'm autistic, which is uh, probably shocking. To, well, de- define define technically on paper. I got a diagnosis when I was uh, a little kid just for being stupid. That's <laughs> what it meant, you know, 
Now it means something. That, well, it's it's always changing. That's what people don't sure. realize is there's no fixed autism that means anything. It's anything right. and everything and nothing at the same time. Like the goal, po- the goalposts are being moved. I feel like and all. Yeah, right. you know. Right. And so recently, I see somebody saying like, "Oh, I finally realized uh, I." After I got my autism diagnosis today, uh, my roommate asked me, oh, did they mention your obsession with the color purple? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, my purple plate and my purple shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> I, 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 I'm no expert. I'm not a doctor, but I might think that that person has a condition called having a favorite color that is purple. Yeah, you know, I never I, knew uh, that Prince know. was on the spectrum. <laughs> that explains he didn't... I'm sure he didn't, that's been... I was going to say... <laughs> He didn't want a name anymore. He just wanted a symbol that explain it explains. It, expi- it explains a lot. Right. We figured out. It explains a lot. But, yeah. You can literally take anybody and uh, ne- ne- and talk about why they're autistic and never be proven right or wrong about it. Yeah. You know, like any cele- you name a celebrity and I'll tell you why they're autistic. Yeah, I, I do feel like the past couple years of being I've been seeing more and more of that type of like rhetoric sort of be brought up which i think in part is sort of a good thing because it's like we're more tolerant of people we're more accepting of people we're more understanding of the idea that like not everyone is like exactly the same and there's some hey grant it's not one size fits all it's not one i'm always saying that and there's there's a little there's a little bit of you know colors in between there's 50 shades of gray for instance purple and i i think that a lot of that's good but i think yeah as as like a byproduct of that you do have a lot of people that are like oh this this fits me now and it's like i i don't know if that necessarily like you know fits yeah. everyone like i don't know if that's your experience. you guys you guys know how i'm always asking to get pizza i just i <laughs> <laughs> that's that spectrum like no i mean and the important caveat before anybody, you know, bites my head off for being uh, a troll, uh, there are people who have a lot of, like, very serious issues that they need help with. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Lumping all of those issues with, you know, liking purple or not right. liking blue or, like, liking pizza or, or knowing too much about Cincinnati, as was the case with me. Uh, that's not helpful. <laughs> like you're just creating, you're just making this big mat, and there's no clear delineation between what is an autistic person and what is a not autistic person. That's what I've never seen explained. Is who are the people who are supposedly not autistic? Like, yeah, I feel like there's like know, this. Run- there was this kind of like I, I don't know if I would say it's like a running bit with a lot of people where it's like I feel like every every. Is it me or does it seem like every every comedian has a bit now where they're like, yeah, I'm probably on the spectrum. Yep. I know that that, me crazy. that was like a thing with Seinfeld and he sort of had to walk that back. He, he like, started it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I think I might be on the spectrum a little. I read about it and I said, I think, oh, that must be me. <laughs> and then people were like, are you really? And he was like, no, I'm no, obsessed with all. I'm obsessed with Superman. I can't stop talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what he is? And I got this from watching um, comedians in cars with, you know, boys or whatever but uh (laughs) he is insulated he is a deeply wealthy and alienated from the rest of society uh first type person like he has uh, and it comes out in the way he talks to like servers and all that stuff is you know being insanely wealthy makes you autistic oh i'm sorry psycho i mean (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like not there that is, they're the same. Yeah, there yeah, is no. a, there is a level to that. That yeah, I mean there. I I feel like especially the pandemic really sort of like created a lot of delineation between those two things because I, I feel like we keep seeing this more and more with certain celebrities where they try and they try and reach out and they try and like create this bridge between them and us. And they like, they gotta stop we're doing the that. same. And they keep creating these videos where they sing Imagine at us. And it's like, this yeah. is not, this is not your, this, this is, you do live in another world. Like this is what we're all experiencing is that you guys are just, you're, you're different than us, but you're different than us. in the fact that like, you just don't know what you don't know what it is to like clock in at a fucking job that you fucking hate, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's an important point. And, you know, like I said, I really do think that we need um, more services for people who have issues with whatever, you know, just, you know, social skills or more serious developmental issues. But yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> like lumping everybody together as quote unquote autistic, especially given the history of the uh the diagnosis which is comes out of you know eugenic uh fascism basically uh i don't i don't i think we would be better off without it so that's my two minutes of of hate um so my punishment would be uh if somebody thinks they're autistic for you know liking what's the silly thing uh rutabaga then <laughs> they go to a they have to go to a doctor and the doctor will say oh we actually just changed the criteria, and that makes you really not autistic. Rutabaga is the it's impossible for someone who likes Rutabaga to be on the spectrum. So you're off. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, isn't there uh speaking of like the the history of that, isn't there like a weird thing you sort of touched on, like the weird eugenic y sort of nature of that? Yeah. Isn't there like there's a reason why people prefer to use autism now over um Asperger's, right? Well, Asperger's right. was like kind of, it, it was kind of different. It was different a little bit, or it was like just like a fringe autism or whatever. But now it's like they there's don't like, there's like an etymological issue with the word or something that I'm, I, I'm not. Oh, is Dr. Asperger a Nazi or something? Probably. <laughs> yes, she was. I mean, effectively he was. Yeah. Uh, with a name like that? That it's <laughs> Right. About to say, like, I think that's another strong reason why people would want to not be uh, associated with having Asperger's. Sounds like a hemorrhoid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was a doctor. Um, he was, I mean, he was somebody who was like uh, kind of in the same sense that the dude who made the trains run on time, who got um, the banality of evil guy. Uh, like, he was just kind of doing his job. I got a bone like, to pick with that guy, was, by the way. <laughs> You have a bone right. to pick with Benito <laughs> Mussolini. The guy who made the, you said the trains weren't on time? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Trains, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Eichmann, Eichmann, yeah. Because he was ah. like, hey, I didn't kill anybody, uh, but but he did, you know, facilitate people being killed. So that's why they called the banality of evil. And Asperger actually did send people he knew were going to be killed. But it was this category that later on kind of morphed into, quote unquote, Asperger's. Just, hmm. just somebody who was like smart but had behavioral issues. Sure, uh, sure. In school or whatever. But the I the thing we really need to get past, I think, and this is why I bang this drum, um, 
is that there is not, you don't open up somebody's brain and see a little knob that's autism, right? That's not what it is. It's a malleable diagnosis. It's always been shifting, always been changing. It's not a physical, actual uh, phenomenon. It's it's the way we categorize people for having uh, different cognitive um, limits and, you know, things that... Or, or uh, preferences of colors or, you know... Or... Right, right. Yeah, and there there is that level, yeah, where it's like, um, yeah, like, uh, I I don't know. Uh, anyway, I got hell caught, yes, I got caught up. Hell yes, the, I agree, the, man. This is yeah, the mental limitations is, uh, because I feel like that's a good segue into my two minutes of hate. Mental okay. limitations. I never want to see a fucking photograph of Nico Cavo Avocado again in my fucking life. Anders, do you do you know? Do you know what Nico? I, I hate to. I hate to even how, mention this. I actually don't even know how you say his don't name. Don't know who or what this is. I don't want you to look it up, but I have okay, to explain I won't, it because I was going to ask. But yeah, if you could. So explain you're on. You're unfamiliar. So he's this guy. He I'm was a food YouTuber. Uh, I do know avocados, though. I eat avocados. A great. Was it a fruit or a vegetable? It's got a seed, so I'm assuming it's a fruit. Okay. Maybe it's a culinary vegetable. These, these terms really? are... Yeah. Botanical. Yes. Yeah. Botanically, it's a fruit, I think. Yeah. But the guy, he, he was a, you know, a, a promising young man, handsome, you know, fit He's young like, guy. He was like a violin virtuoso. Yes. He was like a savant, actually, when it came to, like, violin playing. And, and he... Like, he not like actually pretty good i think he chose instead to focus on a youtube channel in which he uh eats food he literally all he does is kill himself and ruin his life he is with food probably it's, about 500 pounds now he's disabled he has to wear like disgusting. a pat like he has to wear like a pat machine and he has these videos where he's in this big like king-size bed just surrounded by fried chicken and you just sit there and watch him eat it and he's like crying and stuff it's like that's it truly worst. is like disturbing, like that's honestly. Part because I've seen however many mukbang videos. I I know that that's a genre of video. I'm fine with that, but he is like a level of cringe and body horror that nobody not not the scariest no no Stephen King not what's his name Junji Ito. No, 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 no. You say Stephen King. Remember that part from uh, Stand By Me with the guy who ate so much pie that he exploded? Dude, it's like worse than that. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. It's worse than the worst of my imagination because he has like mental breakdowns on camera and you just see his big red scary face and he's crying and he's having a mental breakdown and he's shaving his head into his food and he's eating his food and it's disgusting and it's horrifying. It's the most horrifying thing I've ever witnessed in my entire life. The exorcism can fuck off every single horror movie I've ever seen pales in comparison to Nico Cavo avocado. It's absolutely. It's the worst body horror I've ever seen in my life. Kevin, stop posting images. If you just of this uh, Anders, if you're curious, if you want to hop on the podcast chat, you can see okay. a nice little sample of what's going on there. He's got a gigantic pile of flaming hot Cheetos, and he doesn't appear to be enjoying oh, them. Man. But and I think that's I. No. I, I this is not the worst photo. This is not the. This worst is this photo is tame. This is just the first one I found when I looked it up really quick. But he. It's it's disturbing. I mean, I it's 
he I, I guess what's like a giant pile of food. He screams, he cries, he hits himself. He does like body mutilation shit. Like it's, I mean, that's what it is. Like the, it, what, what's so what's so like, and I don't want to say fascinating, but like it, it really is indicative of like it feels like the end of the line of like this sort of culture we've created of like independent uh, content creation and getting yourself out there by being shocking or different and doing all these different. Yeah, like this guy's a YouTuber and like he's literally made himself physically disabled by eating so much food on his videos. And like he brags about it too. He's like, I got my diagnosis. I'm disabled now. And he's like, got his x-rays and shit. And he's like, I guess his ribs were like his, some of his ribs were shattered by like the weight, like the excessive weight gain. And he's like, just laid up in bed eating. And he's like, got like 13 bags of, uh, of uh, wing stop around him or five guys or whatever the hell. And that's just like, and I mean, he's got a huge YouTube channel. So it's like, it's almost like, I, I feel like I've, I've used this comparison a lot with a lot of this kind of stuff, like almost like uh, this like modern Roman gladiator kind of stuff where we're just kind of like spectators watching this like abject horror before well, us. I feel like people are causing it because this guy has like also. Yeah. Yeah. Of YouTube so subscribers. Yeah. And people just they latch onto it and it's like I mean, man, most it, most of the comments I do see though are like, dude, you got to stop like I mean, but the problem is he's like probably making a pretty good living doing this, you know? Well, yeah. Mm. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, it's just an act. It's like he's look like, look at this. is not an act. This is I mean, he's hamming it up a little bit. But I mean, the fact that like remains that he is like right. literally like his body is decaying in real time. And I mean, it, it's like it, 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 I, you know, I, I, in some way, I kind, I kind of blame all these like fucking TLC shows. It kind of feels like an extension oh, yeah, of that, absolutely. like these, like yeah. well, you know, why my six hundred pound life, yada yada yada. Imagine if those people like have the reins taken off of them, and we're like, they don't, they don't just have this like season long show with the producers involved and stuff. We just like all I got to do is sit in bed and eat chicken, and that's it. And I can get rich as fuck doing it and like wrecking my fucking body. And then again, like you see what he used to look like and stuff like that and like and it's just it's literal like body horror meshed with cringe and it's like it's and it's like people are just like goading him on to i i i I don't there's obviously like a mental illness aspect to it but it's like (sighs) i know you bring it up because like we were posting some stuff in our discord about it i was like oh by the way great this is a great time for me to um Mention if you scroll down to the episode description, you can join our Discord. Uh, every episode has a link to it. You can hop in, join the conversation, uh, share your favorite Nico Avocado videos. Don't post them anymore. No. I don't want to look at them. <laughs> Grant has humbly asked us not to because he found it to be understandably disturbing. Here's what my question is with this guy. <laughs> yeah, this is ahead. very sad. Yeah. Very sad story. But what really is the distinction between Nico Avocado and your Johnny Chestnuts, your Kobayashis, your competitive eaters? That's a good question. I it's okay I, for them to do it. That's a very good question. I feel like this is like an extension of that in some way. Like, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I, I guess like uh, the obvious answer to your question, Anders, is that those guys don't look like they are uh, feeling the effects of this kind of stuff, you know, whatever Kobayashi does to take care of his body, you know, obviously he doesn't like eat a thousand hot dogs every day, but he does like do these eating competitions and whatnot, but he doesn't appear to be uh, incurring any 
you know i mean I, so far as we can see to the naked right, eye I, that's that, that's a thing it's i like, think there's all there's also yeah you can sort of draw at least a distinction between like people who are competitive eating for the sake of like being the best at it or like volume quantity however you sort of want to quantify that i feel like there's a difference between that and people's like morbid fascination with watching a man literally kill himself and like, that's what i feel like this whole channel is is watching a person kill themselves like that's the, his entire like story arc is just like oh look at look at me here look at me now and it's like and i've seen people bring up like oh he's made videos of like here's how to fake cry on command and shit and it's like Look at him. He's killing himself with food. And like, I mean, like, this is the uh, most extreme example of anything. And again, like, it's it. It, it speaks to a level of uneasy body horror that I just like no horror movie has ever made me feel so terrified. I mean, it speaks to like in a weird way, kind of the most depraved, like, secret corners of human nature where it's yeah kind of like quote unquote an acceptable act of watching someone slowly kill themselves in some way it's like obviously uh, if you if you phrase it that way to a normal person they're going to be like oh well that's horrible but then it's like this guy gets millions of views in his video what is drawing people to it you know what is, is kind it of like a uh uh, the 4chan set like people whatever their latest thing is co co people coming from there who are you know demented I don't know want people to watch people suffer I, may, there probably is some crossover to that extent it, I, I don't it know it feels somewhat Chris Chan-esque I feel like he's it's more of like an Christian. aware thing though like it's it's like it feels like more of like a weirdly mainstream Chris Chan kind of thing it seems like it's like a, like a lot of quote unquote normal people seem to be indulging in this which right, is like very right. strange i mean my my passing fascination or not fascination my, my passing knowledge with this was uh like i honestly only watched these videos for the first time today on the train here uh no but i watched them for the first time today because i i would see these uh people post pictures of this person on twitter for a long time and like if you go to this guy's youtube page uh, the thumbnails are absolutely terrifying. Like, horrendous. He picks the absolute most horrifying frame of his video for like to advertise himself, which is weirdly on purpose. And I could be wrong. I'm not positive. I think the other guy in the video might be his boyfriend as well. Think, yeah. Who is also like sort of a cr critically obese. Man. It's so... I'm looking and I, I, I would say like this is how, how I kind of think that it all ties together in some way. I really do posit that there is a large aspect of this that is uh, sort of uh, from all angles of the uh, uh, situation here, f a fetish. I think it's a, I think this is like, inter yeah, like I think this is a fetish for him to go through it. It's a fetish for all these people to see it. Cause it's like the, if, if there's like this, like, again, like there's like videos where like him and this guy are like making out and like forcing themselves yeah, to eat this food. Yeah. I it's like this, like, like forced, like he's homosexual. I think yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah. whether or not he is or, but him, him and this guy have like into guys. Yeah. Him and yeah. this guy are like, physical with each other in some of these videos as they're like eating as they're crying and eating a, like mountains. a 30 pound bowl of soup or it's, something yeah wow i feel like we're downplaying the weird shit that happens in the videos but it's just like 
I've seen one, maybe two of these, and I just went, like, we all collectively, we all have to stop. (laughs) We all have to stop, like, feeding into whatever the fuck this is. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's horrifying. I I just, like, these things that exist like this are just so... I don't know, man. Like, I, I think, like, things like this really speak to human nature in very honest and very kind of disturbing ways, like sort yeah. of, I don't know this, like what was that thing you mentioned? Like I just like it, you mentioned it was like invoking this like abject horror in you before like humans could speak or yeah. something like it just, <laughs> yeah. just like this primal response that like f- made you feel this like sense of like fear as it's a like, species of a like human a Lovecraftian monster. It's just like this cosmic horror. Like that we all know and we all understand that maybe is just this late stage capitalism of people need more money and we're all fucking addicted to money. So we'll literally kill ourselves, feeding ourselves to death for money and for clout and for social capital and for all these things that it's just like it's out of control. It's absolutely out of control. And it's it's absolutely horrifying. It taps into the part of my brain, the ook ook return to monkey <laughs> part of brain. Yeah. That I it's it's legitimately horrifying. And I never want to see a fucking photo or thumbnail of this person ever again for the rest of my life. I don't want to see a video. I don't want to see anything. You could probably mute. No, because you Twitter. shared the fucking photo in the, in the Discord. I did. I can I'll delete it right now so, so you don't I, have to look at it the rest of the episode. Thank you. Ideally, for you, then, would he give up YouTubing altogether or, or yeah, do things that are more healthy for himself? Or what would he do with his life? I think that's I think that's the punishment, I think, is that YouTube kicks him off the platform and says, seek help or whatever. You Honestly, know, that, that probably does seem like what should it's, happen. It's like watching a slow suicide. It's like if someone were sitting on YouTube live pointing a gun at their head, we'd pull the fucking plug it's like a socially acceptable quote-unquote form of that you know what i mean right i mean yeah like and it sounds like from what you were saying earlier about the the competitive eating like they they must have ways to do this that are responsible right like yeah 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 i mean i i feel like i draw a distinction from that just based on the fact that it's like based on the pure horror of like look at how like it's it's like yeah. cringe taken to the extreme it's like watch me scream and cry and throw a temper tantrum and make out with my boyfriend as i'm eating 800 <sighs> chicken wings and again it feels just so indicative of like this is what you all asked for when you asked for this internet thing this whole freedom of expression freedom of put whatever, whatever you want out there and then all these like limits we just took like everybody on the like we just took the limits off everything you know you go on 4chan you see this kind of shit like this is like, like you mentioned yeah like this that's a great example you know it's just like this is the end of the line and now we're seeing like this is not so good you know this is this is not really free and open internet we always talk about it and, how, and i'm like, not yeah i mean like it's like is it's, this it's what like we want I, it's less of like i'm not even saying like there should be restrictions in that regard i'm saying like we need like just as like just a sense of even like moral fabric or maturity just to understand like just because something can be done doesn't mean it shouldn't there's a reason that there's laws in place that murder is illegal you know like things right, like that right. we yes you can do these things 
uh, you know, people, you know, like you said, cavemen were bashing each other over the head with rocks, you know, for ages and ages, you know, but it doesn't mean that we stopped, we stopped doing that. You know, we, right, we evolved, right. we grew, we stopped. And like, this is just another, like in that oh, same yeah. vein, you know, us, I mean, this, as, it, it, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, it is very reminiscent of, you know, like elementary school and, uh, you know, that one kid, I hate to use these analogies, but, you know, the kid in school who was like this and, but yeah. in this case. Yeah, like somebody who like eat glue uh, or something with, like that. Yeah. Right. For negative attention. Yes. Um, yes. However, what if, and I think there's something too, uh, something when you said that there's a sexual element to this, maybe a Seems fetish be, thing. Yeah. What if, what if we're yucking people's yum? What if this is the only way? Uh, some people can get off is watching Nico Avocado eat Kentucky Fried Chicken and uh, slap his boyfriend and cry and make out. That feels non-consensual to me. <laughs> that's another. That's a whole other, a whole I, other aspect of this. That it's like I consent. I consent. Yeah. To you watching on YouTube. I don't. Um, you know, I, I don't want to think about getting this guy off by. That's you know, the beauty of thought cops is we are authoritarianism to its extreme. So I can just say, Nika Cabo Avocado, your YouTube channel just no longer. You're just gone. You're, You're free. Gone. You're free. You offend me in every way. You terrify me. And I don't I don't want to look at it anymore. So that's it. No more. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Speaking of us winning, if you haven't listened to Thought Cops before, every week we investigate the internet's outrage inducing news story, then in news stories, then sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and often unusual punishment. What story should we start with? I know, Anders, you had uh, you had brought something up. Is it, should we start with this one? We could, unless Anders, what was the one oh, you the, wanted uh, to uh, talk on first? Because I know we went on for a long time about our. <laughs> I just yeah, I had, to, I had to get it out. I mean, <laughs> it had to be said. It had to be said. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, was, are you talking about the CNBC clip? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, pretty good. Do you have a setup for this? Uh, what's what's sort of the story yeah? Because I'm I'm not, I'm not familiar with this. So like, set the stage this for is, for me at, at the very least. Sure, it's I believe Ireland's finance minister, the Republic of Ireland, not Northern Ireland, is on Squawk Box, which is a show on CNBC where it's it's very uh, you know the 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 concept is in the name. They squawk in a box and say dumb shit and. Uh, People eat it up, uh, but they have this guy on who's <laughs> squawk a, box. I know, love that department head. He's he's the finance minister for Ireland, for entire country, and uh, they seem to be a bit out of their depth <laughs> when talking to him. <laughs> let's let's have a let's have issues. a look here. Sure, could be its best year ever for foreign invest at foreign direct investment. Plus, a number of top tier businesses making a home in Ireland thanks to big tax breaks. And a highly uh, pro-business oh. environment. Joe, you'd love Ireland. Uh, here oh, to tell yeah. us what he's seeing, Martin Shanahan, of C CEO of IDA Ireland, responsible for foreign direct investment in Ireland. He just took up the post in September, so we should congratulate you uh, on that. Thank you very much. What, what has the weaker euro meant in terms of tourism? Yes, yeah, so I think... Um, 
Ireland's a very globalized economy, so we look to what's happening here as much as we do to what's happening in Europe, and we look to what's happening in growth. You have pounds markets. anyway, don't you? Still, we have euros. You have euros we in have Ireland. Euros, yes. Which which has uh, why you have euros a, in Ireland? A strong uh, recovery. Why wouldn't we have euros in Ireland? Huh? I thought they had gold I'd coins. Pound. No, we we've had the euro <laughs> for some time, and we're very happy with it. What about it's, Scotland? I was using Scottish uh, Scottish pounds. Yeah, Scottish uh, pounds. Oh my God. Starting. They use sterling. They use sterling. But, but we use euro. Yeah. What? Why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't we do that? Why didn't Scotland? No wonder they They're want to break the UK, away. We're not. Um, Aren't you right next to... Uh, we're, we're, we're very close, but uh, entirely separate. As sort you, of as the you same... Know, uh, same uh, how? And in the north of Ireland, they, they have sterling. How do you get this far in this business not knowing yeah. this stuff? It's just too... <laughs> that is Jesus. that is wild. I was in awe when I saw that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it, to say. What else to say about that? That's awe inspiring. It, it's yeah. It's not about rigorous analysis. It's about squawking. <laughs> and I guess you know they they, they monitor Aptly the named, U.S. Yeah. markets. Right. They talk about what's going on on the stock market in New York. You know, uh, and they are so. Um, just drill down on that that they, yeah. you, you miss the bigger picture. But you know, you gotta you, you gotta know this stuff if you're you know currencies are important, uh, finance is important. But I think with a lot of Americans, even those of us with Irish descent, don't really understand. And this was me up, up until a couple of years ago before I like w- looked into it. Before I went to Edinburgh, I was gonna say, pit b- stop before you before you went there. Yes, right, right. I didn't get I didn't know this stuff either. So I'm not you know. Uh, anyone to judge, but I'm also not running a show about this is not your fucking job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it it just amazes me looking at people like this and it's like, yeah, I'm like you. uh, How do you get a job like this being this incompetent? Like, well, it's amazing to me. The the confidence he said it with just like, why don't you have this? Why don't you have the pound? Yeah. 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 He's like, this is it. It's sort of a casual decision that they're, you know, thinking through. Yeah. And have you ever considered just going with a euro? Have you have you ever thought considered it? Thought about it? Like the yeah. guy's going to make a decision right then and there, you know, and, and he's the one to do it. I mean, yeah, this is like someone coming from uh, Canada down to the United States or someone from like Ireland coming to the U.S. and being like, why don't you use the uh, the loony? Canada likes them. <laughs> They'd go over pretty well down here. Yeah, just like a random guy at a gas station. Like, why don't you guys take loonies here? What do you ever, yeah. you ever think about that? You're. I mean, yeah. It, By the uh, way, my job is involving money for a living, and I, st- <laughs> I you know. <laughs> or Kevin, like I did you said, have. Like, yeah, go ahead. And, and this is, you know, what? Uh, I guess I should be embarrassed by this, but I remember when I went to Scotland from Ireland, uh, I was trying to use Euro to get a a train pass. And the I asked this guy like, "What the fuck? Why isn't working?" I was polite, of course, as all good Americans are. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. am I doing here? Yeah, he was just like, "It's not British money." What the fuck? And I <laughs> I do apologize profusely, but uh, it, if I had at least I didn't start arguing with him, like, "Why don't you guys get euro?" Can right. you do that for me? I'd like to speak to your manager. And nor are you the host of the Squawk Box. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Let's not jinx that. I mean, I'm assuming that's what this is kind of all parts. building towards. Pod damn America. It, you know, eventually right. you're looking to get it. You know, when a, a, a seat opens up on Squawk Box, you know, Anders may, you know, 
throw his hat in the ring and see what happens. <laughs> I that's what that's what everybody dreams of before they do their first open mic. It's true. I do I do remember in 2019 landing in London and everyone being like, "What do you think about the news?" Or they would be like, "What oh, you say about the news?" Am I? You know how they talk. About they it. do talk a little <laughs> different. Yeah, they talk a little <laughs> different, and they're like. Right there, mate. Good day. Uh, what you been thinking about them newsing? That felt like five accents in one. Like one. <laughs> sa- I, I heard like, Australian. I, like, I heard what news? And like yeah. as I was on the airplane going to the UK, they were like, "Oh yeah, Brexit is like finalized. Like that's it. No more. Oh. It's, it's done. You landed. It's Brexit. They did it." And I was like, "Ah." Oh. While you were in the air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was Boris Johnson. I don't really know what happens over there. But anyway, yeah, this dude's wait, like... Wait, well, this was in 2019, 2019 in like the August? Yeah. I, it's funny. I left I left London right as I think Bojo became prime minister, I want to yeah. say. Around or that time, called yeah. the, the election. Yeah. So I've, I, yeah, I have a similar remem- memory of that in, in yeah. the UK. Yeah. But yeah, this dude, this dude on the squawk box, he's he's basically doing racism. He's like, how come? Yeah, like Kevin said, like how come you're not? How come you don't use the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? Yeah, yeah. How come you're not? You're wearing all green right now. How I'm gonna pinch you. <laughs> how come you're not uh, three feet tall and red haired? So on That's and so forth. Yeah. Now I'm realizing. This is how stupid he is, is he was trying to show off, I think this is a possibility, he was trying to show off that he knows that there are two different currencies in Europe, that in Britain, they use the pound, and in Euro, in the rest of Europe, they use the Euro, and a lot of Americans don't know that, but a lot of Americans also don't know. Right, he knows that, but he doesn't, like a lot of us, unfortunately, (laughs) realize that Ireland except for Northern Ireland, is not part of the UK. It's an independent country. Seemed to completely escape him. I got a good punishment, though. Kind of you a big deal over it. there. Let's make it simple. Let's all use the same currency, you know? Oh, that's what let's the, all... That's let's what all the currency. Want. I'm talking about the universal loony. We're all going loony, you know? We're all taking... <laughs> everybody, Ireland, America, England, we're all... Uh, you know, Japan, Korea, the loony. That was an idea Keynes had, actually, to have a universal worldwide currency. Uh, but the the that the th- dependent factor on that is uh, everybody actually doing it fairly and not trying to gouge and fuck over the poor countries. Yeah, I don't know about but that. Maybe but maybe one day. That'll <laughs> never happen. That'll never happen until we overthrow every government. That'll never happen. Speaking of wise, I mean, when I get on Squawk Box, I am going to promote that idea. The universe. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. See a champion of the people. Have a lot of influence. Yeah. Thank you. I, I would really, really appreciate that. If I don't get the job myself, if you get it, you know, we may be fighting for that same seat, but if you get it, I trust you to do the right thing. They may give it to both of us, like a New York Times split endorsement deal. We both now get that Squawk Box. Host. That would be incredible. Why do we even need money? Let's just get rid of it. Speaking of wise... I agree with that ultimately. Wise financial decisions. Let's talk talk (laughs) NFTs. Let's talk uh, specifically about this one that's on the market right now. Uh, Anders, if you can see that there, uh, Lindsay Lohan is advertising her uh her and her she's throwing her hat in the ring here for the nft circuit now if you can see uh what's going on here um 
Lindsay Lohan is a furry, apparently. Uh, this is her fursona. She, com- she uh, commissioned a furry painting. If, if one commissions a, a fursona, you know, a furry painting of themselves, they are a furry. So Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan Lo- is a furry. Lindsay Lohan furry NFT is now in my Google search history. So how much we how much we plunking down for this? I wonder. Let's see. Now I, I don't exactly know how this works. This is actually my first time looking at this website. I guess top bid is. Uh, sixteen hundred dollars. Does that seem fair, Anders? Sixteen hundred dollars for this picture of a uh, uh, what 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 animal is that? Uh, is it a wolf? It's I a dog. So somewhere the canine family, of course. I think all furries yeah, are basically yeah. the same animal. No, no, that's not true. No, I, they're I've seen, all like the same. I've animal. seen a wide variety of uh, no, they're all the like animal the kingdom. Animal. They are. They're, it's can- like I've mostly just seen canines. So yeah, you don't see like a rhino furry very often or an alligator. I, I, I have seen all kinds of I've seen all, oh, all, really? all, all, all species of the animal kingdom represented in all Although, sorts of at, sexy and uh, revealing ways and now I can finally plunk down some cold hard cash for them are I can, you I, throwing uh, are you bidding on this I'm going to do it right now Grant what's your uh, uh, what's your code number what's my Ethereum wallet number. Give me your three digit I, in the back I of your card. Begin to tell you. You need an Ethereum wallet to use OpenSea. Well, go ahead and put your info in. Yeah, I don't have one of those. So, mm. I just I feel like every day I go on Twitter or wherever, and I, I no. just I see something like this, and it's just like it it surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me. You know, it's just like yeah, this just seems to be this modern world we live in now or convergence it's there's no distinguishing between the internet and real life it's all the same shit once we once we once we voted in the guy from twitter that's it we're done if you told me you know perhaps uh in 2011 or even you know 2016 that uh you know in uh, just a few short years you could purchase a picture of Lindsay lohan's fursona for what is getting close to two thousand dollars, and I'm not talking about a painting. I'm talking about a uh, a, a, file. A, a PNG, a file that's destroying you, the Amazon rainforest. If you told me that, I would I would I'd probably call you crazy. Right. I'm going to be honest. I probably would. Yeah. But here we are in the uh, year 2021, year of our Lord, uh, year of my Lord. <laughs> and <laughs> what what else is there to say? I mean. I have a observation here, yeah. and I'll try not to be too gratuitous, but uh, the artist who did this made a very interesting choice, and that was to not make the furry version of Lindsay Lohan very, shall we say, well-endowed or buxom. You, you know what? That's um, a good point. A lot of these, they've, yeah. The temptation in a lot of these instances is to go full-on Dolly Parton with the you know right. chest area. But uh, very modest. This person held back. Yeah, right. And I admire that in a way. Yeah, yeah. You got to wonder if uh, perhaps you know maybe they would have uh, be getting some higher bids if they chose to go with something a little more, um, uh, shall we say, scandalous. But you know, it is what it is. And this this may have been this may have been a creative choice on uh, on Lindsay's behalf. We don't know. We really don't know. Dogs don't have. Dogs don't have big breasts. But what if they did, Anders? What if they did? That would be something different. That's good. It would be, yeah. 
if I had my, my dogs walking around with huge tits dragging on the floor, (laughs) that would be, I'd be like, that's something different. Well, that happens when they're pregnant, but like, no, I'm talking like big, big old, you know, chest jugs. Most animals. I don't know if most people know this. We're going to do a quick biology lesson. Most, most mammals, um, you know, their, their breasts grow and shrink. So like, you know, your dog gets pregnant. They, you know, they go through this process, but then they go, they go back and human beings, it's not, not quite so. Not quite the case. Fixed mm. ordeal. Do you ever feel yeah. jealous? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Something to think about. Jealous of other species or? Jealous yeah. of the, the, uh, the fluctuating. Well, it doesn't happen with like male animals. What if you had udders? Wouldn't that be crazy? I, w- I would be I a mean, male I do. Animal. After quarantine, I do arguably have breasts. <laughs> put on some, some pounds, and but it happens to the best of us. So, speaking of the best of us, what's the what's the punishment here? I I just really quick. I just saw there is a uh, I I know who they're talking about in the article. Just it's yeah. somebody on Twitter, but that what was it CNN you had open there. Um, it was no, it was uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine. I just saw a quote where they just said, uh, dot, dot, you know, quote said space twinks. I don't know. Which you know that's that's some person on Twitter, but right. it, it's just funny to see in text on Rolling Stones like quote space twinks said. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like not exactly my kind of thing. You know, I I wouldn't. You know, this. You know, I I do I do work hard for the money that I make, and I I don't really see myself. Uh, plunking down what is reasonably uh, more than one month of rent, you know, for a a, a file of this uh, character. It's not for me. Right. Speaking of not for the people, uh, what else we got here? So, what are we how are we doing on time? We're at like one. Uh, Let's do one more. Ten. We'll do one more story. Um. Got a couple. Maybe we. Uh, I'm a. I'm a sucker for a video. Um, but let's. So let's, have, let's keep this one simple. Let's though. just let's let's yeah. run through the options here. We have uh, Jank Uger versus Joe Rogan. They're gonna do a fist fight. We have uh, Kirsten Cinema girl bossing too close to the sun. We have uh, another <laughs> senator saying um, what, Jim. I think. Whatever. Another person in the government saying we need to put an end to Finsta, which is hilarious. Um, Lucy Lawless and uncancel culture. I think those are basically the best options. I kind of felt like I I felt like there was a little bit of gravitation to the Finsta thing. It's good. I'm curious about that. Um, Anders, have you seen this? Yes, I have. uh, Blumenthal, right? Richard Blumenthal. Yes. Uh, I admittedly did not know what a Finsta was before that video, but uh, it was still funny, even funnier when I looked it up. Well, let's just say, um, you know, we'll get wait, she, what, what is a Finsta? It's like a private Instagram account. It's yeah. It's, right. It's sort of like if I am, I don't know who's a famous person. If Lindsay I, Lohan, if I'm Lindsay Lohan, right. And I have like my, my public account on Instagram and it's all of my like, photos that i put out for everyone to see but then i also have pictures of yourself as a sexy wolf exactly i have all those photos out there but if if i have like my close friends and family and i just want to post photos of like my little brother and i don't want people to see like some of those photos and stuff like that i have my own personal like 
yeah, what's called a finsta. And that's the Thought Cops word of the week this week. Hey, two birds, one stone. So that's our explanation of it. Let's hear someone else give their explanation of it. Will you commit to ending finsta? Senator, uh, again, let me explain. We don't so actually, we don't actually do do Finsta. What Finsta refers to is young people setting up a, accounts where they want they want to have uh, more privacy. You refer to it as privacy from their parents. What, what in my interaction with teens, what I found is that they sometimes like to have a an account where they can interact just with their with a smaller group of of friends. Well, Finsta is one said, of your actually. Finst is one of your products or services. We're not talking here about Google or Apple. It's Facebook, correct? Finsta is so you think this guy has like a, 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 like a kid who's like trying to hide okay, their information from him and he's like, I want them to unlock your account. Yeah, we, that must be it. I'm, I'm not sure I under, understand exactly what you're asking. What I can say is that based on what we've seen in terms of, of teens using those kinds of accounts, we've actually given them additional privacy options to, to, address, to address those kinds of issues where they want more privacy so that they can have more privacy. Okay. Well, I don't think that's an answer to my question. <laughs> It doesn't sound like it. It's not uh, an answer to your question because you're fucking too stupid to ask the right question. And right. Finsta is like not exactly the official nomenclature that they use for these websites. It's just like a, a shorthand that people... It's uh, slang. Yeah, yeah, it's slang, yeah. Right. It's. I remember the first time I ever came across one of these, it was a no photo. It had the name of a local weatherman in the Twin Cities. And I was like, oh my God, uh, Sven Lundergaard, whatever the hell his name was. Uh, and I couldn't see anything on his profile. And I was like, oh, this is a new innovation. Facebook, this is this should be illegal. Um, <laughs> I mean, the stance used to be for parents, and I feel like it still is for normal parents, is that you would prefer that your kid be private. Like, I remember my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. To show her my MySpace and, like, mm. make sure that my address wasn't on it because kids... You know, back in the day, we're stupid enough to just put their address on MySpace. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why that's an issue for parents that kids are doing private accounts. It's like so they so he so you can't see their posts. Is that the problem? They could just text their friends. You can't see texts either. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what is the issue. That's definitely the vibe I got from that clip. But this guy had a personal reason for being like, there's somebody's account that he wanted to be unlocked and he got upset that it wasn't unlocked for him. And he was like, but what if we got the law involved? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that that might be part of it. Part in like, correct me if I'm wrong, because this was my overall interpretation. And this goes to like, when she said to him, I don't know if you know what you're talking about, but this is my take. This is it's for privacy, blah, blah, blah. And then he then he pleaded his case to her yet again. And what he said was, but we're talking about Finsta. We're not talking about Google or Apple. We're talking about Finsta. I I a clear misunderstanding. I think part of him sort of thinks that he was talking about that he got confused in his head that Facebook and Facebook owns Instagram. And I think he thought that Finsta was just like a website. Like, are you going to, are you going to stop Finsta? Are you going to turn off the Finsta? Like 
That's what it sounded like he was thinking. How do you stop getting ratioed on Twitter? Can we turn that off? (laughs) Right. I'm being told that I have bad takes. Is there a way you can (laughs) fix that? Make it so the takes are good? People queef. People queef. Motherfucker. People queef. People queef. (laughs) They do be queefing. They They do do be. be queefing. God damn it. People people keep tweeting. That was that was the my You shouldn't be able vote. to queef on people via Facebook, I think. Why does that it happen? Be. People keep tweeting Sopranos memes at me. How do I get it to stop? Was right. the joke. That was the joke. That was, that was said the honestly queef instead. No, that was worth it. I, I didn't I did the payoff. I didn't see that coming, I'll be honest. I, I, for all the stumbling and the yeah. waiting, I did not see the Sopranos thing coming at To the me, end. the stumbling became part of the experience of the bit, really. Yeah, I, I think that it was sort of felt like um, a performance art. You know? Yeah, this right. is my life. It's performance art in the same way that Nico Calvo Avocado is performance art. It's you're still, you're putting yourself on stuff. that same level. You're putting... You know, it, I, at the end of the day, we're all him. You know, I think that's the thing about it is we kind of do see a little bit of ourselves like you see a video from him and you're like, if I just like took off the chains of like what I, the moral responsibilities I was taught in elementary school and I just I, I just thought about like just taking those off. Yeah, sure. I could end up like that guy. Absolutely. There's a bunch of people you see, uh, you know, on the streets, on the Internet, wherever. And you think to yourself, like, if I took like one different turn in my life. That could have been me. That could all be us. Yeah. So I hear you. Mm. What are we talking about? Uh, Finst, uh, yeah, the pun. Let's go. We got to punish it though. Pun- these, um, the, these are the people that. These are the people that are passing our laws. I'm so fucking. Real quick, can I just group these two things in together? Because these are both senators, and I just want to bring this up real quick because I saw this and it pissed me off. And again, these are both senators. These are both the people. You got the two genders here, okay? On one gender, you have an old man who's trying to say a word he doesn't know the meaning of. On the other hand, you have this Axios article saying, Kirsten Cinema's allies have some free advice for anyone trying to bully the wine-drinking triathlete into supporting Joe Biden's $3.5 trillion budget bill. She doesn't play by Washington's rules, and she's prepared to walk away. These are the people that are passing laws for us, are people who don't know the words of the legislation that they're trying to pass, and wine-drinking women. These are the, the two genders on display for everybody. I am so sick of living in this country, much like Kirsten Cinema. I am prepared to walk away, too. I think the obvious Wait, punishment was, here. I'll go ahead, Anders. Yeah, I was just asking, what was their, their their staffer's advice to the people who are trying to uh, get her to, you know, let kids not die? I've already erased it from my brain, but I'll re reopen. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Sorry. free the I'm... free advice is she doesn't play by Washington's rules, and she's prepared. Oh, to you said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it was such a bloviated sentence. Yeah. So I think uh, government shutdown. All right. Let's shut everything down. Yeah. Shut the world down again. Let's just do. Let's, let's do, take a breather. Do the lockdown again. We didn't learn from it last time. That's another. You know, uh, on the show, you go over irritating aspects of social media. 
Yeah. And in some ways it's gotten worse, but one way it's gotten better, as I was seeing this week, people were digging up old Kristen Cinema tweets, you oh, know, yeah. for when she was a little more progressive and she would say things that right. we would generally agree with. Uh, but a lot of her tweets were just like doing laundry. And that was what people tweeted in like 2011. And I think we've made, you know, some improvement in the, on true, that. true, yeah. true. Yeah. This show's all about growth. Yeah, we're uh, now we're not posting our lunch anymore. We're posting uh, pictures of uh, Tony Soprano doing uh, hecking praxis. Yeah, uh, but let's let's uh, move on here. We did word of, of the week. Soprano, we let's d- put a bullet in it. Yeah, we did word of the week already, which is finished. Uh, uh, right. Key to the city this week. Uh, key to the city. Oh boy, uh, my key to the city this week goes to this again something positive, something nice for a change here. Uh, I played through the game No More Heroes three. Uh, this past couple weeks here on the Switch. Um, Anders, I don't know if you ever heard of this uh, series of video games. Like the first two were on the Wii, and then like 10 years go by, and we have a uh, third one on the Switch. And Third person on the mic right now, too. <laughs> and a uh, visitor here as well. But uh, it was... Not even like just as a video game, but like as a just uh, an experience with like a modern piece of media. Oh my god, is that is that Lindsay Lohan's? Uh, <laughs> we're we, yeah we uh we, we did that just walked on screen. Yeah, yeah, we are the highest bidders. We do have uh, <laughs> you know we're we're looking at her uh, live in the flesh, uh, worth every penny. Live in the fur, worth every every cent. Um, but no, No More Heroes three was a great game. I I uh, I played through the whole thing. And uh, it, it's a very kind of like subversive game. It's like a, it's like hyper violent, but like, I don't know. It, it was very funny in a way that I feel like it, it hit a lot of notes for me that like, you know, I, it's a kind of like a janky kind of a beat em up 3D action game. But the whole hmm. uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, so if anybody's out there listening, thinking of getting it, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for any sort, any sort of uh, modern media that's kind of like fresh and interesting and funny and just overall creative, I very much so recommend that game. Okay. And if you didn't play the first two, yeah, if you didn't play the first two, they also brought those to the Switch as well, and they're pretty cheap. And those are also good. Is it? Is this based on the NBC show about the cheerleader with superpowers? <laughs> no, no, that's uh. It's about the opposite of there. That. There is no more okay. heroes on NBC, but that is separate from the experience. Uh, you play so you, basically the you know, the the chiller or the the hero is uh, Travis Touchdown, and he's uh, basically That's a great name. Uh, I think that they based him off of Johnny Knoxville, and he has this like homemade uh, beam katana. That he just and he has to like kill these like ten assassins, but then the games progress. In the third game, he's the top dog in the game, but then these like aliens invade from outer space, and now he has to be the top assassin in the galaxy, basically. So, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun genre meshing and stuff like that. But um, it's hard to like describe. But overall, I would say it's uh, a great experience. Mm. But uh, no more, no more heroes talk. Anders, uh, anything great you want to mention to us this week? Anything positive, swell, nice? Oh boy, uh, great question. Um, the the Germany just in Berlin passed. They're going to be uh, expropriating housing from the rich, giving it back to the people. So that's cool. Oh, I saw that. Be talking yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. 
when we're going to be talking about that on Pod Damn America this weekend. And as far as media, uh, it doesn't have to be media. See. It could be literally anything, you know? Yeah. Literally anything. The Rocketeer. I rewatched that recently. Still oh, that uh, Dis- um, is Disney movie with the guy who flies around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the jetpack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. And uh, compu- Computer Solitaire. <laughs> a great game a lot of people quit playing it but i'm still at it and uh i have a ton of fun doing it so that's a lot of fun uh broadcast news also a great film people should watch hmm. oh, four four keys to the city in one episode very nice yeah i'm sorry I, no i, I mean it's prepared more for that no, no you say you should have prepared more but you gave us like four times what we would expect so i yeah you know color me impressed it was off the dome Color me purple. Oh boy. Color me purple. That's right. This guy, will I just say you need to see a doctor for that one, my friend? Oh boy, do I. Uh, my Doc, <laughs> I love the color purple. <laughs> my key to the city this week is uh Seinfeld, now streaming on Netflix. Now I can finally rewatch it. It's on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, how about that? They announced it like a year or two ago, but it's on like today. <laughs> I was gonna say it's on I know it's on Hulu already what do they move it off i don't know probably it's it, on netflix now that's cool shit man so that's that's my key that's we all should I watch we should watch some seinfeld after this i'm down well let's there wrap the episode up so we can watch a, it <laughs> there used to be a website that would just play all of seinfeld on a loop continuously crackle <laughs> i remember it was no, on it like was, it was on uh, crackle for just for that it was like huh it, w- it would play on a loop on crackle was it TBS? <laughs> I know t- TBS seems Folks. to be TBS seems no, to be no, no. It was a what? It was a. I was gonna say. No, I was just gonna say TBS. Uh, now I now I got to talk about it. No, TBS seems to be playing a continuous cycle of a uh, Seinfeld, Family Guy, and the Big Bang Theory. I was gonna say. Are you sure you don't mean the Seinfeld advertisement on the bus in Chicago that drives around the loop? Yeah, I see that too. I see Seinfeld every day. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You got. I, I do. There. I do love that. How like, and I. I don't know if this is exclusive to Chicago, but we still have we still have billboards for Seinfeld everywhere. <laughs> Seinfeld, King of Queens. Uh, what's that? Mike and Molly shows like that. Like shows that have been like off the air, but uh, are are in syndication. But it's on these like local Chicago stations. Every fucking bus has that picture of uh, Jerry Seinfeld, like, and it's like Seinfeld (laughs) three times a week. A ton of those sitcoms take place in the Chicagoland area, like according to Jim, all that stuff. I feel like they, you know, middle America. That's true. That's true. Metropolitan. Um, I also just we're wrapping up. I just. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to mention, you know how you get songs stuck in your head? Once that happened to me with Seinfeld, just the rhythm of Seinfeld, when I worked at a, a video store, it came out on DVD, which was a big deal in 2007. Yeah. I put it on in the background, and I was working with Seinfeld on in the background. And then when I got home, I like couldn't fall asleep because I just had the rhythm of a Seinfeld episode just stuck in my brain. <laughs> like the last track, the bass riff, Kramer right, entering right. a room, just like on loop in my head. It was... I have had that happen to me too, and it is a weird phenomenon because it's like, why is this like, like playing in my head? Sometimes like podcasts do that for me too. It's like, 
you know, really? n- not not yeah, as pleasant, like a, not as pleasant as a song in your there's head. There's like a rhythmic ebb and flow of just you know, the the vibrations of the universe channeling them into Nick Mullen's voice, <laughs> and we all just pick up on it, and we're just like, yeah, that's that's it. That's this explains everything. But uh, I wanted to pull this up real quick because I feel like we've mentioned this a couple times on the show, but ah, uh, this this bus with the Seinfeld ad on it crashing into the Sears Tower. And you can see Jerry Seinfeld just like uh, doing his shrug <laughs> with his hands up as the bus crashes into our tallest building is one of the funniest images. You know, one time I was... What are you going to do? I'm autistic. We can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> like one time I was at a bar like three or four years ago and it's like, you know, one or two in the morning we're outside and my friends are smoking cigarettes and stuff. And completely out of the blue i see this guy get hit by one of these buses like on <laughs> oh foot my God. like i just and i just see his body like flip around the side of the bus and like i'm just like Jesus. and i'm standing there like still like you know kind of drunk still from being at the bar all night and it took me like maybe five or ten seconds to register what i just saw <laughs> and like he didn't he didn't die but like right just seeing this guy flip like his body like flailing around the side of the bus after he gets hit by it like by a bus shrugging and that was like potentially could have been the last thing he ever saw but thank god it wasn't but this guy and then like he's like laying in the street like you know yelling in pain and like everybody comes out and like helps the guy but it was just like so so bizarre it's one of those like random memories i think about like once every like six months or something i'm like oh yeah that was that was weird. <laughs> Hope he's okay. That sounds like something uh, Theo Avocado is going to do in his next video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if, can, oh. see if you can take it. Yeah. That might that might be where he's headed. That's where his society demise, his society demise, is heading that way. His demise will be on camera. Absolutely. Yeah. YouTube will... Great Netflix stock, I bet. This, like, this is all the footage will be there. And they can comb through through the demise of uh, Mr. Avocado. What's his name again? Uh, Nico Avocado. It's Nico Avocado or Nico Cavacado. I, I don't know. Something like Forget that. But everything. Okay. Just don't. Right. Yeah, you probably you're probably remember it. Better off, Anders. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Not remember his name. Yeah. That's you're better off that way. But I mean, yeah. Ever since Chris Chan was on Tucker Carlson, I don't doubt that something's going to happen with. Nico Cabo. YouTube is just the Nico new Live Cabo. Leak, basically, because they shut down Live Leak. And now it's like people got to get their sick kick somehow, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway. Should've kept them, should have kept them separate. Uh, now, now look at what we got. Uh, speaking of sick kick, the, uh, sick kicks, though, before we move on to our final segment of the show, which is our listener voicemails, Anders, if you can go ahead, just plug everything you want to plug, any, you know, social media, where can we find your podcasts, everything like that? Sure. At Anders Lee here on Twitter. Dursley one on Instagram. Podcast is Pod Damn America. You can find that on the podcast app or wherever you find a podcast. We also have a Patreon with lots of fun bonus content and redacted tonight. Ooh. Can be found uh, if you don't have cable. And they're taking uh, RT off the air in a lot of places, unfortunately, because we're uh, foreign agents. But you can find most of our stuff on YouTube. And we also have an app, uh, portable is the app portable.tv you can go to portable.tv as well and watch full episodes on there excellent 
Cool. Well, like Kevin said, um, our final segment of the show is voicemails. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, uh, 312-788-7361, or you can send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. MP3s are, of course, preferred. And uh, as a result of everyone leaving us a voicemail last week saying we should no longer have guests on the show... Uh, we're no longer having voicemails on the show. That's right. All your voicemails have been cut for this episode. There's no voicemails. We didn't have any? We, I, we had so many, and we just <laughs> were playing none of them. That, boy, hold so on, hold on. Voicemails, and we're, I'm, were I'm like? putting my foot down. No, we got, we got, I want to hear from these folks. We got, we got some. No, we didn't get any. And we got, I'm looking at one right here from Leo. Where? He left this when we were recording. Everyone needs to leave their voicemails earlier. He's the only voicemail then. Now I have to download. No, there's this other one here from like 1235 today. That's that's a spam text message. We'll see what it says. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Yeah, no, read. See what it says. I'm interested. I want to know. What does it say? Let's see here. He says race racing to your voicemail. Uh, yeah, Leo, next time maybe race a little bit quicker because we're in the middle of recording a show right now. Do you got that? Do you got it up? Is it? Did you get it? It's no good. Oh, it's no good. All right. Well, let me let me pull Leo's voicemail up right here. Look at look at this lack of white uh, white noise. White. I'm hearing a lot of white noise this episode. That's no, pretty not, much not all I'm hearing. White, not white noise. Uh, hey, white noise. That's the title of my autobiography. Let's play this voicemail. <laughs> Hello, Zot Cops. Once again, it is I, Leo the Incredible, gracing your voicemail. And this week was a struggle, gentlemen. You know, I'm trying the new thing, reporting on thought crimes, but there was very little worth reporting. But I did notice a trend. I don't know if it's so much a crime as just a consequence of poor actions or poor planning, but I have noticed what I'll term as uh, taking the keys back from the child. And specifically, I'm referring to media. So, what do I mean by taking those keys back? Look at the Ghostbusters movies. The new one coming out. Ivan Reitman. There's a new Ghostbusters. I don't know. <laughs> Ivan, who's the son? I don't know. The Reitmans got the Ghostbusters back. They took the keys away from Sony, said you did a bad job. Star Wars, looking to take back... It's property. Take the keys back and give it back to George Lucas. Doctor Who, let's give those keys back to Russell T. Davies. Oh, that's true. So all these prequels, giving the keys to the kids to try to do something else with all of these properties, it hasn't worked. Is it a crime? I don't know. Is it a, a, a sign of the times? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Can Konami pull off Metal Gear without Kojima? No. We'll find out, but something tells me Kojima's going to get the keys back. Gentlemen, it's not a crime, merely an observation, and I hope you have a wonderful Friday. Okay. Uh, I think it's a crime. I think anything we deem to be a crime is a crime. I didn't I didn't know about a lot of that stuff, actually. Are most of your uh, listeners and callers supervillains? <laughs> 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 Only a few of them. A good majority, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, he was like a the only caller this week. So thanks a lot, guys. Uh, the, the only one who left an appropriate voicemail. I'll say that much. But uh, yeah, Leo, thank you. Um, that, I mean, it's a good question. I, I didn't again. I didn't know that. Um, 
I, I, I didn't know that they were handing, considering handing back Star Wars to George Lucas. So that's true. That's interesting. Um, they're going to make more. Well, I guess, of course, they're going to make more. But what are they going to what are they going to make now? Are they going to do even prequels even further back? Are they going to jump forward that's, or what? That's a good more question. Yeah. Stars, more wars. Just they're doing it all. OK, I'd see a Lando movie with Donald Glover. I think that would be cool. They'll probably do that. Um, Hopefully that's in the works. But I mean, like just the the intellectual property like game these days is just so exhausting because like he said there's just been all these like I Hollywood doesn't know what to do with a lot of these like big properties where they just like they'll just pump something out doesn't work we'll give it back to so and so that doesn't work we'll take it back do this and it's like nobody's really getting anything substantial it feels like like I I do feel like a lot of these properties they don't come up because they're large intellectual properties that's not why they're popular that's not why they're famous it's because like an artist created something they took something some part of their life some part of their consciousness some part of their creativity and they put it into something and then from that something created like a big cultural phenomenon and it's like we took the cultural phenomenon part and said we'll just create more shit out of this cultural phenomenon and it's like it doesn't work like leo is correct that it's like it's taking the keys back because it's like you couldn't you can't have eighty thousand people driving a car you have one person driving a car and then you got a bunch of people in the back seat and it's like yeah and he's in the chat here he mentioned as well that lawsuit over the uh the spider oh, yeah, the spider-man, spider-man yeah. with was it steve ditko or whatever uh or his estate his yeah 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 like uh it's trying to take back that from uh from uh disney yeah yeah, there's that. There's uh, the Doctor Who thing. Because, um, yeah, Rus- Russell T. Davies like re- rebooted the franchise in like the early 2000s. And like a lot of his episodes were really good. And then they were handed off to another guy and it just became like unwatchable garbage. And now he's like back. And it's like, let's just li- like the people that are good at this stuff. Like, let's let them do it. Let's it just, not it, just it, hand it, shit back and forth between J.J. <laughs> Abrams and the other guy and then give it back to jj abrams like let's just do like let's have the people that make these things actually make them we don't need and if they don't if they don't make them then we don't need them for a while we don't have to have a star wars every year we understand we are adults we understand object permanence if star wars doesn't come out for a year we know that it didn't go bye-bye we know it still exists you know we can watch the old movies and when a new one comes out yeah maybe i'll see it maybe not but that's kind of like where we are with a lot of media now where everything has to be constantly in our faces because if it's not, they're worried that we're going to forget about it. Right. And then they fuck it up and they give it back to so-and-so. So what does IO Netrunner say? Uh, if we only let people who are good at making stuff make the, uh, make this podcast, this podcast is going to be shut down. Oh, that's funny. So he's kind of trying to flip it back on us. That's good. Yeah, that's Uh-oh. funny. Roasted. Got our asses. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny if we handed the keys to somebody else and then, then they did a bad job and then they... Disney, feel free to buy Thought Cops from us. And then drive it into the ground. We'll start at $1 billion. We'll um, get the money and then you fuck it up and we'll take it back and we'll yeah. start doing the show like every, you know, like I never left, you know? Yeah. Sounds good to me. Anyway, yeah, that was the only voicemail we had this week. But if you want to give us a call of your own, let us know what's bothering you. 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us a MP3 file 
to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. And that about wraps it up. Anders, thank you so much for coming on the Appreciate show. You coming on. Thank you for indulging us yeah. with a lot of uh we went to a lot of weird corners of uh Absolutely. recesses of our, of our minds this week, so thank you for coming yeah, along for the ride. For, absolutely. Thanks for having me and thanks for letting me go there. Absolutely. And Happy to have you. Happy to have you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash thought cops. Toss us a few bucks to get a lot of extra bonus content and cool stuff. You can hang out in the live chats here on every episode. It's a good time. I recommend it. And we appreciate it. We'll see you next time. See you, Space Cop.